It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got the underappreciated cats out of the way, and I tell you who's, wow, overappreciated early in his tenure, and I saw this one coming, I'll tell you when I'm wrong, was Billy Napier at Florida. Uh, Florida losing players in the portal, and it didn't get much better on National Signing Day. I have a prediction. Are you ready? I'm ready. Lane Kiffin will be your next head coach at Florida. I, I think I, I don't I that's not crazy to think that's not crazy to think at all he fits um, the mold of Steve Spurrier and people want to harken back to the good old days which they shouldn't but they made a lot of bad hires anyway so why wouldn't they make another one and and Kiffin might be a really good hire I think, I think he'd he, be a heck of a hire for them I, I think he would too as long as he Stayed out of trouble. So um, that that those Florida girls, man. <laughs> uh, but what did you think of Florida's signing class before we take a look at Georgia and Alabama, who are in their same old spot? And then we'll get A and M as well. It was a disaster. Remember, Dave. Let's talk about this for a minute. The reason they stuck with Billy Napier for as long as they did was because they were so high on the fact that Billy Napier was bringing in a top five class. I mean, that that was the whole thing that they were selling us, was that Billy Napier's got a class. It doesn't matter they're struggling this year. He's going to have them being really good next year. And then the early signing period comes, and they've gone from the number three class to the number 16 class. They lost seven blue chip commitments in the last five weeks. You know how crazy that is? They've lost seven that flipped. And I believe just yesterday, I mean, so just naming them real quick, Xavier Phil's team, Amaris Williams, uh, Adarius Hayes, Jamonte Walker, Wendell Mack, Nazir Johnson, Isaiah Williams. And this is, guys, this is not, I'm just going to tell you guys this flips happen. This is not normal. When this happens, when this level happens, you're done as a coach. It's over. Doesn't, you don't get that back. You know, I have a pet peeve when somebody says, I could have done that. You know, like, I could have turned my head and batted that ball down while a guy was running 4-4 down the field. No, you couldn't have. 
I mean, people say that in sports all the time. I could have hit. I I could hit ninety percent from the free throw line in the NBA. No, you probably couldn't have. Or no, the best is but, I could break a five forty. No, you can't. Yeah, no, you can't. But seriously, <laughs> dead serious. With a budget, Caleb and I could have gotten a top fifteen class uh, at Florida. It is that easy to recruit there. That's about bottom of the barrel. I remember one time, I think Derek Dooley had one that was 25, and people said it was still a top 25 class. Given Tennessee's facilities, top 25, bottom of the barrel. That's the, that's the floor. You should absolutely be better than that. There is no excuse um, for where Florida is standing other than they hired the wrong coach. And Tennessee fans should be excited about that because he is laying a foundation of mediocrity that will play itself out, not just in 2024, but 25, 26. That program is going to need a major overhaul, and they've still got another year with him, unless they do something crazy like firing him right now. I mean, they should maybe consider it. And here's the crazy part, though, and I'm going to bring this up. I actually, I actually thought that last week before National Signing Day. I thought they should go ahead and – Make a move, get ahead of everybody, uh, like we saw AM do. Go hire your coach and try to salvage a national signing day, the early one. That was my thought. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm with you. And here's the crazy part. Um, so we're gonna talk about this later in the show, but guys, it's no longer power five. There's there used to be two levels of division one, power five, group of five. Now it's power two, SEC and Big Ten, and then the other power five schools that aren't in the SEC or Big Ten. Well, Dave, Florida is the only school that's in the SEC or the Big Ten. They should have a they should have a distinct power advantage over Florida State and Miami immediately, right? Just because of that. They should have their pick of the litter of Florida. There's no one of the things that always held Florida back in recruiting, I will to give them a break, was you have to compete with two other power five schools. You don't have to compete with them anymore. You're the top dog because you're in the SEC and the other two are stuck in the ACC. Well guess what? Miami, with arguably the stupidest head coach in football right now, just secured the number three ranked recruiting class. Is there any excuse right now for Miami to have the third-ranked class and Florida to have the 16th-ranked class? No. Now, I do like what Travis said. We got a call out, and Travis calls us out. He said, y'all said the same stuff on Drinkwitz last year. Uh, we did. I think that Drinkwitz, though, is a better X's and O's coach. I like to make fun of him because I think he's a goofball. But um, as far as recruiting, he has a greater challenge at Missouri than Billy Napier or any Florida coach uh, would ever have. So I, I think Drinkwitz is a better overall coach. I know I make fun of him a lot. Where did Missouri fall in the standings? I'm trying to find them. They're at, they're at 22. So I think Drinkwitz is a coach that can get more out of less. I think Billy Napier is bringing in less. And have we seen him get more out of what he's had? I haven't. No, Billy, Billy Napier is a recruiter. And he hasn't brought in good recruiting classes. So that, that I mean, look, it, it, it is what it is. And so for again, for and for him to lose out because of the different layers, Florida right now, Dave, I was ready to put Florida on the same level of LSU, Ohio State, and Georgia in terms of best, job, best jobs in America. I was ready to put Florida on that level because I don't think they have legitimate competition for talent in the state right now. They shouldn't. Miami and Florida State shouldn't have better classes than Florida does right now. That that's a that's a travesty if you're Florida. It's the best job in the state. Is that fair to say? 
Because yeah. they're in the SEC. I would have argued Florida State because I would have said they could easily win the ACC and make the college football playoff, but they didn't. So, yes, now – And now being in the – yeah. Now being in the ACC is like being in a group of five school, right? You have to compete. Like the SEC is going to get the pick of the litter if you're Florida. No, absolutely. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, so your thoughts on uh, Alabama and Georgia. No great surprise. I don't think that they... Um, had a fantastic class again. Uh, yeah, they, Georgia, everybody freaked out about them in the transfer portal. And they lost a five-star quarterback committing to Nebraska, still had the number one class. Georgia's – Kirby Smart's got a machine there. Alabama's got the number two class. But we saw this in the SEC title game. I think something is very clear, Dave, right now, which is that Georgia is, all things being equal, a better job than Alabama. But in-game strategy, Nick Saban's a better coach than Kirby Smart. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think that's and, great. Yeah, I think so, too. So I, I don't think Nick Saban cares as much about the number one class anymore. He doesn't care about losing out to Georgia anymore. He just knows that if he can stay competitive with Georgia, he'll outcoach. I mean, he they beat Georgia because Nick Saban outcoached circles around Mike Bobo. And Nick, Nick Saban's a better offensive coordinator than Mike Bobo is. And that's funny to say because offense is Mike Bobo's calling card. That sounds insane, but you, you might well be right. Auburn had the number seven ranked class, but Hugh Freeze said the most shamelessly hypocritical thing I have ever heard a coach say. The only thing that comes close to what I'm about to tell you was when Urban Meyer went on Bill O'Reilly's show and said it would be hard for him to have a player of Jameis Winston's character and accept that on his football team. Urban Meyer actually said that one time, but Hugh Freeze is second to Urban Meyer now in shameless hypocrites for what he said on signing day yesterday. He was asked about players flipping and things like that. And he said, quote, I, I kid you not, quote, there are some schools in this conference that believe in last night efforts. Well, Hugh Freeze knows something about last night efforts. But uh, then on top of that, he said, there were some late night pushes. We want, there were some late night pushes. We won, held on, won one, lost one. People in this conference are good at what they do. And then last quote, I don't always like what is done. Says the guy, says the snake who tricked Ole Miss recruits to staying in his recruiting class when he knew they were about to go on probation 
because at the time, the transfer portal, they couldn't transfer. Says the liar who told Ole Miss recruits, we're not in trouble. Don't worry. We're not going to go on probation. This was all under the previous staff under Houston Nutt. And then dropped a bunch of fake reports trying to throw Houston Nutt under the bus for stuff he was doing that got Ole Miss kids locked into a school that was going on probation. That's what this guy just said. Okay? He's one of – he is the – Dave, how shamelessly hypocritical is that? Uh, little Penix Energy says Hugh Freeze knows about late not pushes as well. That's pretty good. Pretty good line. I'll give he you is that. A, he's just an like the shamelessness. I can't get over that. He's an awful person as it is, and he just says that he has a problem with the way things are done, and implies that they that he recruits with integrity. But nothing says integrity like you, Freeze. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. The show represented by Banks and Jones, <laughs> Tennessee's trial attorneys, play to win. Banks and Jones. Why Banks and Jones? Other lawyers say they'll go to trial. They won't. They'll settle and settle for less. Banks and Jones. When it comes to personal injury and criminal defense, it should be your attorney of choice, and they represent the show. I uh, want to tell you though, you need to get on board with uh, Tennessee Cider Company, the original hard cider of the Smoky Mountains. Give that a try. Use the promo code HAT to receive some free swag on your cider order. Available most anywhere in the U.S. But if you use that promo code HAT, you'll get some free swag. That's tncidercompany.com right below tncidercompany.com. And I think we need a hooker cider, and uh, we need a hooker cider of eventually. All right, A uh, and M, your thoughts on A and M? Yeah, so. Other A&M signing class. This is actually big for Tennessee because Texas A&M failed to sign five-star defensive lineman Dominic McKinley. And he's actually visiting. So Cameron Coleman flipped to Auburn, by the way, yesterday. Hugh Freeze didn't have any problem with that. Flipped from A&M to Auburn. So he didn't mind for that late night push. But um, sometimes, sometimes you got to flip in the middle of those late night pushes. Go ahead. Yeah, and so uh, Dominic McKinley, a five-star defensive lineman, did not sign with AM. I don't think this is a sign of AM imploding to have a first-year head coach. You're going to have some flips and losses. But I do think this specific player is a good sign for Tennessee because he's visiting Tennessee on January the 20th. So, guys, Tennessee, we talked about Jordan Seaton earlier. I don't think he's going to – he's not going to Tennessee. Sorry, I, I told you guys Boo Carter was staying. I'm telling you guys right now Jordan Seaton is going to flip from Colorado, but he's not flipping to Tennessee. That's not happening. But I will tell you that – I don't know. This feels right. like this feels like legitimately. I'm not saying he is or isn't. This feels like legitimately he's not sure. It feels like Jansen Jackson who waited till the day after signing day before murdering someone. But it it feels like that, Caleb. It feels like the kid's really unsure. So I don't know that he knows. And if he doesn't know, then I don't know. I think he's genuine about the fact though that he wants to um play for a black head coach, which is fine. That I'm not judging that at all, but that you know, that would be where Mike Loxley comes into play. Um, but Dominic McKinley is visiting the Tennessee Alabama game in basketball January the 20th. It is true. He, he is looking at Texas, but this could be a good pickup for Tennessee. Somebody you might rather have than Walter Nolan, honestly. So watch out for Dominic McKinley. Tennessee could get him. If they got Seton and McKinley, Dave, what does that do to their class? All of a sudden it's a top eight class. Okay. So uh, everybody on the message board right now, you know, I love you. And you know you've built this th into something special, but I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out on one thing. Saying you don't want Walter Nolan because he, he might not come to Tennessee, or saying you don't want Jordan Seaton because he might not come, it's just not true. If 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 we had breaking news of Seaton or Nolan coming to Tennessee, you each and every one of you uh, 
you would absolutely love it. You would absolutely that, love it. That's how signing day works, Dave. If a player didn't commit to my school, I never wanted him. But if he committed to my school, you all wanted him. I saw that when we did the Boo Carter lap the other day. Every Colorado fan who kept saying he was going to flip was going to be like, well, you know, we didn't really need Boo. We got this guy yeah. or this guy. He's too small. He's <laughs> too small. Yeah. He's not that good. He switched high schools. Don't want him. Um, happen. Yeah, I, By I the mean, way, for if, the record, if Tennessee got Nolan and Seton, which I, I'm not saying they're going to, and they may be head cases, you might be exactly right. But I mean, what would they'd be a top 10 class all of a sudden? Exactly. Oh, my. Uh, you know, this is okay. as old as now, I remember. All 10 for life is saying, I'm telling you, I don't want Seton. I think he's locker room trouble. Okay. I will believe you. But I think 99% of the people that say that are just saying it because he's not coming to Tennessee. Oh, by the way, here's the proof of that. How many Vol fans, Dave, were when they thought Boo Carter was flipping, were like, well, we don't want Boo Carter. He's obviously some trouble. And how many of them were then excited that they kept Boo Carter? Like, yeah. it was a 180. And I, so thought, I thought Boo Carter was a head case at one point. I had somebody close to his recruitment tell me that it was he, he might not take to college coaching really well. And this was recently. Um, but everything I've heard si since then, this was last week. So we heard from Jacob Warren. If you haven't listened to the ball report, he's like, that boo guy stands out. So Smoky Mountain Red, I think, uh, kind of sums it up. Uh, and this is National Signing Day in general. Uh, yes, I would take him, but he still seems like an issue with how he is handling his recruitment. That says a lot about a player, in my opinion. I totally agree. I told, I was the first to find Jalen Ramsey. Did, have I told you this when I was working for ESPN? And when I interviewed Jalen Ramsey, he said, you want to interview me? ESPN wants to interview me? He got into the recruiting process. And he was out of Brentwood, and we all know that he turned in one of the best cornerbacks of the past 10 years or so. And he got in the recruiting process, got caught up in that, got the big head, and then suddenly he was difficult to deal with. But would you turn him down? No, no. <laughs> so a question to you on this. We're blaming the kids for how they handle recruitment. What about self-reflection for how much, and I, I'm a hypocrite. I say this, I'm still going to cover it and talk about it because it's such a big deal. What about self-reflection on how interested we as adults are in, where, in, in life decisions 16 and 17-year-olds make? How are you going to oh, blame the 16 and 17-year-old and not yourself for being so obsessed with them? Is no, that the real? I think it's important, but I think that at 16 or 17, you're old enough and you should be mature enough not to play it as a game. I, I've, I'd like to write, uh, the recruiting, how to get your kid recruited the right way for dummies. Um, and that is whether it's a two, four, seven, or whether it is rivals or whatever you deal with one person, you don't take a, a million different calls uh, from a million different people. You shouldn't have to, but you're just legit and honest with people. Um, I think that's the way you do it.